Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dork. She's Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Hi. Today is Thursday. Thursday. Game day. Game day. Thursday, December 8th, 2022. Last Thursday show of the year. Um, at, uh, it's 300 and... I can look this up. 350 days till Thanksgiving. Hey, 350. Only 350 days till Thanksgiving, There guys. you go. Some numbers end in zero. Uh, happy birthday, of course, to our friend Aaron Hardigan, who we talked to in the pre-show. And also, uh, today's contestant on Older or Younger Than Tepper. Uh, happy birthday. She's younger. Oh, yeah. She, no, she's younger. Um, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Nikki Minaj. Uh, Ashley Pickle, older or younger than me? I'm going to be shocked if Nikki Minaj is older than you. Nikki Minaj is 40. Jesus. Well, hot darn, she looks good for 40. I hope I look like that when I'm, well, I don't even look like that and I'm 25, so I guess I'm off to a bad start. <laughs> if you looked like that at 40, we'd be having a conversation. <laughs> Take how I look at 25 and if I can get there by 40, <laughs> we found some good plastic surgeons around here. Episode 1513. <laughs> I look like a beanpole. <laughs> on today's show, folks, I have no comment on the physical appearance oh, of my so coworker good. and valued so colleague. It's so funny to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that you and Nicki Minaj do not look alike right now. No, that's we all do I'm saying. That's, that is the extent of my commentary. <laughs> I look like a wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube man. On today's show, folks, we're going to talk with. Uh, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles, Coach Ben Bittner, uh, after following their big win over PSJ North that's to advance to the state semifinals. We'll hear from him in the back half of the show. The picks, my high school football predictions for and breakdowns for all 20 UIL Texas high school football state semifinal games, which kick off tonight at 6 o'clock. All 35 minutes of it, boy. So, uh, sick. buckle oh. in, folks. <laughs> buckle in. Do we have first four through the door? Uh, we sure do. 
it was Paul Roberts, Rob Hadaway, Tony Blaylock, and the state championship bound coach, Terry Crawford. Reminder, um, we'll have some more details. We're waiting for the uh, the ticket link to go live. But if you are a subscriber, we are going to be doing our subscriber breakfast on the state, on state championship Saturday uh, at Texas Live. So we are working on that. Go do don't do your be real not right now. I gotta be real. Stop! Don't do your be, be real fake. right now. Ooh, you were in my be real. You being real too. Congratulations. Terrible. Better than being um, fake. It's not. <laughs> um, so uh, be looking for that. Be looking for in your email for um, for an invitation to the subscriber breakfast. We'd love to see you uh, Texas live on Saturday next Saturday uh, before state. I want to say it's like eight thirty. It's usually. 8 or 8.30? Oh, yeah. We might. It's it might early. be 8.30 because we might have to be there. Eight. I can't remember. I think but I do know. Yeah. I'm hoping that we get those breakfast tacos again because yeah. those things slap. Yeah. So we'll be there. Come hang out. Come see uh, your football friends. Come see Matt Stepp. Come see Will Wilkerson. Yeah. Schmail. Schmail. I believe be Mike there. Craven's going to be there. So That sounds exactly like Mike Craven's jam. 8 a.m. A room full of people to talk to who want to <laughs> talk to want him. want to talk to him. It'll be great. Anyway, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, look into your email for for something like that. Last week, one of the big regional finals we had our eye on was down in Corpus as the Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles pulled out a 20 to 14 win over PSJA North to advance to the state semifinals. Win Region Four of 5A Division One. They are on to the state semifinals to take on. Uh, let's see, College Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going down to. That's the last game. That's five o'clock Saturday. The last game before state champ. After the game, Matt Step was there and caught up with the head coach at Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. Here's Ben Bittner from CC Vets here on Texas Football Today. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at Buck Stadium at Corpus Christi on the CountryMeets.com Road Tour. Here with the head coach of the Region 4 champion, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles, Coach Ben Bittner, after a hard-fought 20-14 win over PSJ North. Coach, first off, congratulations. Hell of a win. Thank you. I appreciate it, Mr. Step. You know, you, you come into a game like this and you expect it to be a battle. I mean, it's the fourth round of the playoffs, two really good teams coming in. Uh, you know, did it kind of live up to what you thought? I mean, did the game kind of play out the way you wanted to, or, or did you feel like maybe you guys had to win a game that was more their style of play? Uh, I mean, I think we knew that the game was going to get short and possessions were going to be limited. Um, they're a really physical football team. We, we had to match that. I think we did a good job matching their physicality. Um, and, and, you know, we came up came up on the right side. So I'm proud of our kids and our coaches for that. I, I thought just from the press box, the key of the game really was early on. Well, well not early on, but the, the two the two stops in the, in the red zone. They got down inside the 10-yard line. They had a missed field goal, and then you guys stopped them on downs. That really kind of turned momentum in your favor. And obviously, you hit the big pass play to Christian to kind of break the game open. And um, when, the, when the field is constricted, did you feel like on film with the field constricted, what you guys do defensively, it would make, make it tough for them to be able to find the end zone? Uh, I, I think it made it tough if, if our kids are playing hard and, and trying to hit people in the mouth and be really physical. I think we did that. Our defense stood tall um, four or five times down there. Uh, and then our offense got ourselves out of there uh, and we're able to flip the field and do some stuff and move the ball. We didn't finish drives like I thought we, we could have, uh, and hopefully we can get that cleaned up. But I was really, really proud of offensively and defensively being able to get out of tight spots. And I mean, other than the one interception in the end zone, I felt like your offense, it, you know, maybe they weren't as clean as you'd like. And obviously, I know you'll watch the film and clean it up. But I thought overall, you guys took care of the football. And in, and in a game where the, where the possessions are limited, that's, that's a huge factor as well, right? Absolutely. You know, um, especially down there when we get it on our end, we can't turn it over. we got to be smart with it. Uh, and then we have chances for big plays. We had, had to take advantage of it. I wish we wouldn't have thrown the interception in the end zone. I wish we wouldn't have fumbled down there in the close to the red zone. Um, but... 
you know, proud of our kids because we stepped up. Uh, the atmosphere tonight, I mean, it, it felt like a big playoff game, big crowd on both sides. How proud of you, of your, your, the Veterans Memorial community? It's still a fairly new school, and to have the kind of crowd you guys had tonight and matched a big crowd from the Valley had to make you guys feel good on the sidelines and give you guys a lot of energy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've played uh, in four of these straight. These seniors have, have been in the regional championship four times, and, and we've been in this atmosphere before. Um, it, it says a lot about football in the Coastal Bend. It says a lot about football in the Valley. Uh, it's an unbelievable atmosphere to play in, and I'm proud that our kids have been here and get to do it again next week. And it wasn't cold and rainy too, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It was a beautiful night. All right, final question for you, Coach. Uh, big big game Saturday night, big win. What's the post-game meal going to be? What, what are you going to what, – what's what's the – what's you got, you got to eat good after winning, winning around for a playoff game. Anything in particular you're going to eat on post-game? Hopefully we got a barbecue sandwich in the fridge and then we get back to work. You brisket or, or pork or what, what kind of what – what do you – on the sandwich, what do you prefer? Brisket and sausage and mustard. Oh, all the way. Okay, I like it. All right, Coach, congratulations. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, anything set yet or are you all still working out details for that? Um, I think that it's going to be in San Antonio uh, on Saturday, but we got to finalize stuff. Awesome. Coach, congratulations on the win. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Mr. Step. Appreciate it. Here he is, Ben Bittner, head coach of the state <laughs> semifinal bound Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Please Eagles. do tell the, the people what you were saying when your mic went hot. Step, like, it's, it's two guys wearing backwards caps, yeah. and I was just going to say, what's better than this? Guys being, being dudes. dudes. <laughs> And I literally said, Mike's running. He goes, what's better than this? What's better than this? Guys being dudes. <laughs> it's right. Anyway, Ben Bittner is doing an outstanding job there with Corpus Christi Vets. They got a they got, they got a war on their hands on Saturday against Co uh, College Station at the Alamo Dome. So excited to see how that one works out. We appreciate uh, Coach Bittner catching up with Matt Stepp after the game. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Now we're from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. So, the state semifinals start tonight. 6 o'clock, I believe, is of when the first one kicks for Furio and Timpson. You can watch that on the NFHS network. In fact, there's 20. Are all of them on... All of them been picked up? Yep. Uh, we've got three of them on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Yes. Got three th games on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Three of them on Texan Live. Every game. Is that exclusive on Texan Live? Mm -hmm. Okay. So three on Texan Live, 17 on NFHS Network. Mm -hmm. Sorry tonight. State 7 Fuzz kickoff. And I talked about them for a minute. Or 30. And predicted them. 
Shout out, Valerie. Here they are, the picks. My high school football <laughs> prediction for the state semifinals of the 2022 Texas High School Football Playoffs on Texas Football Today. For 20 Texas high school football teams, the dream of playing at AT&T Stadium will be realized this week. This is the 2022 Texas High School Football State Semifinals. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to the Texas High School Football Weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the cruelest round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. We're into the state semifinals. Every team playing this week is 48 minutes away from Arlington, from playing on the big stage at AT&T Stadium. And for four teams in the six-man ranks, they've already punched their tickets. Congratulations to Westbrook and Abbott in the 1A Division I ranks, and congratulations to Lorraine and Benjamin in the 1A Division II ranks. They are waiting to play at AT&T Stadium next week. 20 more teams will join them this week. And if you win this week, you're remembered forever. No matter what happens in Arlington, your name will be etched in history if you make it to AT&T Stadium. I'll give you a perfect example. Groover in 2018, okay? The Greyhounds made it to AT&T Stadium and got smoked by Mart, okay? It was a no contest. Mart ran away from them, but I remember 2018 Groover because they played in a state championship game. I have no idea who they beat in the semifinal. I'm not being facetious. I'm not being doing this as a bit. I do not know who Groover beat in the semifinals. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to make our editor, Mallory Hartley, tell you who Groover beat in the semifinals. It's right here. This is who they beat. I didn't know that. Because this is a history-making moment for these programs, an opportunity to play on the big stage and an opportunity to make it to their dream goal of playing for a state championship. 20 games across the state, 20 tickets to be punched at AT&T Stadium. We'll preview every one of them. We'll go smallest to largest. We start in Sweetwater. 7 o'clock Thursday night at the Mustang Bowl in Sweetwater. It's a 2A Division II state semifinal between the Albany Lions and the new home Leopards. That's right. There's really only two Cinderella's left in the Texas high school football playoffs, and here is one of them. The Leopards of New Home have been absolutely spectacular and unstoppable. That, that upset win over Wellington last week was remarkable, especially considering they did it with a backup quarterback with Brazos Beck, but the defense forced four turnovers, came up with big plays at the big moment. They're going to need to be even better this week against Albany, who is looking every bit the part of a state champion right now. What they did last week to Collinsville was really impressive. The running game is really humming with Coyla Fever and Adam Hill. They are grinding it out, and the defense has been pretty darn good all year long. Now, Newhome has faced high-powered offenses before and slowed them down. They'll need to play their best game and get a little magic on the offensive side. Make no mistake, Albany is the favorite here, but Newhome does have a path. I like the Lions. I think they make it to AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Reeves Stadium in Round Rock. It's a 2A Division II state semifinal between the Mart Panthers and the Burton Panthers. And if you go back to last year in the state semifinals, this is when the big stunner happened, when Mart fell to Fall City uh, as the Beavers made it to AT&T Stadium. And in many ways, there are some parallels between that Fall City team and this Burton team, especially defensively, because, woo, 
this defense for Burton has been spectacular. They've allowed just seven points through their first four playoff games. Defensively, Carson Lauder has been unbelievable. Their defense certainly leads the way. Have they faced an offense like they're going to see against Mart? If you go back last week, we were talking about Mart and Lovelady, two of the most dominant teams in the state of Texas, right? Yeah, Mart beat them by 50. <laughs> yeah, they've been unbelievable. Jonah Ross, their quarterback, and J.D. Bell running the ball. They have outstanding balance to their offense. They have outstanding breakaway speed. They are dangerous, and make no mistake, their defense is exceptional as well. Burton's defense is elite. It is good enough on its own to win this game single-handedly, but they've got to keep the score low. I am not sure their offense is capable of keeping up with Mart's score for score. So this game has got to stay in, the, I would say, the low 20s if Burton's going to pull this out. In the end, I think the explosive playmakers for Mart are too much. I think they come up with a few big plays to break through this outstanding Burton defense. I think Mart makes it back to AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Ram Stadium in Mineral Wells. It's a 2A Division One state semifinal between the Crawford Pirates and the Hawley Bearcats. And we've reached the 2A Division One state semifinals. And i got to be honest, this might be the bracket where the two semifinals are the hardest to split because these are really evenly matched games, in my opinion. We'll start with this Hawley and Crawford game. Hawley last week, woo, really impressive in their win over Cisco. Remember, that was a rematch of a game that was a three-point contest in district play. Not so this time around. They ran away from the Lobos. The defense was excellent uh, with Hez Parker and Will Scott leading the way. And, of course, that offense continues to hum. I think the progression of quarterback Rody Hooper as a passer has really opened up this offense. And running back Austin Compton is running with purpose. They were exceptional last week. They're taking on this Crawford team that went up against one of the hottest offenses in the state of Texas and shut them down in Toler. 14 to 7 was the was the win and they were relentless defensively, absolutely bottling up that big high-powered Rattlers attack. And then the offense came along with just what they needed with Luke Torbert. Now, I think there's going to be a low-scoring slugfest because I think both defenses are playing exceptional. So how do you split these two teams? I think Hawley is a little bit deeper. I think they are a little bit more battle-tested, and I think they're a little healthier. That, I think, is the real difference in this one. Make no mistake, this is a coin flip game, but I think Hawley is headed back to AT&T Stadium. 6 o'clock Thursday night at SciFair FCU Stadium in Cyprus. It's a 2A Division I state semifinal between the Refurio Bobcats and the Timpson Bears. And, okay, yeah, the hits keep on coming this week, guys. This is going to be an unbelievable week of games, and this might be the real showcase here on Thursday night. Refurio won another instant classic last week against Shiner, hitting a big play late to topple the defending 2A Division I state champs, two-time defending 2A Division I state champs. And they look like they're on a mission. I think Isaiah Bland, their running back, has been fantastic. They match up so well up front, and their defense has really been solid from the word go. Uh, they've got superstars all over the field. Speaking of superstars, Terry Bussey. Uh, if you've not seen the Terry Bussey show uh, for Timpson, you are missing out. This is one of the most dynamic players in the state of Texas hard stop at any classification. He is unbelievable, and he continues to put on a show each and every week. He did it last week against Cooper in their regional final win. I think a lot of this game is going to come down to the supporting cast. I think it's going to be up to guys like LT Washington and Bosky Howard to have big games as well. Keep in mind, this semifinal, Region 3 versus Region 4 in 2A Division 1, absolutely dominated 
dominated by Region 4 of late. They've won nine in a row over their Region 3 brethren. You got to go back to 2012 when Mart won a 2A Division 1 regional final, uh, state semifinal rather, in order to find the last time Region 3 beat Region 4. This game was close last year with Timpson losing to Shiner. The gap has definitely closed a little bit. But in the end, I think this Refurio defense is the difference. I think that the Bobcats have the superior defense. That's going to come up with one or two extra stops in what promises to be a fantastic ball game. I think this game is going to be a lot of fun, but I think Refurio is headed for Arlington. 6 o'clock Friday night at Wildcat Stadium in Abilene. It is a 3A Division II state semifinal between the Canadian Wildcats and the Gunner Tigers for the sixth time. That's right. For the sixth time in seven years, these two teams will meet up in the state semifinals. And what can you say about these two teams in their respective divisions uh, You know, at this point? I mean, since 2014, Canadian is 33-1 and against Region 1 opponents. Unbelievable. 33-1. and Gunner in that span is 32-2. and these two teams have been absolutely dominant within their own region, and that is what brings us volume six of what has been a pretty remarkable rivalry between these two programs that I know have a lot of respect for one another. Canadian romped through region one once again. They made short work of Wall last week. Cameron Cavalier, their quarterback, he is in his bag. Woo! This kid is pretty special and is capable of taking them back to AT&T Stadium. The defense has been on point as well. Speaking of defenses on point, Gunner last week against Holiday, spectacular, holding them under 150 yards of total offense on the whole and then hitting some big plays with guys like Cannon Lemberg, their quarterback, Walker Overman. They run the ball well with Ethan Sloan. This is a more diverse, I think, offense for Gunner this year, which is, makes them even more dangerous. So, again, how do you split these two teams? They've played some absolute classics. I would expect another one in this one. The reason I like Gunner is because I think that they are a little bit more battle-tested. I think they've played a little bit of a tougher schedule running through Region 2. And furthermore, I do think that they're going to have the ability to hit one or two plays uh, late in this game to win it. I think this is a one-score game, figures to be another instant classic, and I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. So points are going to be at a premium. But I do think Gunner is heading back to AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Friday night at Cypher FCU Stadium in Cyprus. It is a 3A Division II state semifinal between the Harmony Eagles and the Poth Pirates in what is, with all due respect, the strangest semifinal of the year. I don't think anybody had this on their bingo card. Poth was our preseason pick to win Region 4, and we got that right, but they're still in the state semifinal for the first time since 1969, which is pretty remarkable, and they have been grinding it out to have some wars against Bowling and against Tidehaven last week. They have been winning these battles in close quarters. And a lot of it has to do with an outstanding playmaking defense, forced four turnovers last week, and Zane Rabby, their quarterback. They lean on him to run the ball a lot. Harmony, um, I don't know. Harmony started the year 60th in our preseason computer rankings. Harmony started the year 0-4. There's no reason Harmony should be here except they forgot they were supposed to lose. They have such belief within that program right now. It is unbelievable what they've been able to do. And a lot of it comes back to quarterback Boston Seahorn. He has been a warrior for them, uh, really leading this rushing attack for them. They ask a lot of him, and he comes up aces every time. Last week against Newton, he was spectacular. Every team likes to say, oh, nobody believed in us. Nobody believed in, in, in this Harmony team. 
team. And now they're 48 minutes away from one of the most improbable state championship berths ever. Now, how does this game match up? I think these two teams are actually looking in a mirror. Uh, they're both pretty physical, and they are both going to run the ball a lot with their quarterback. So this is game's going to come down to defense, which team can come up with the key stop at the key moment. I think Poth's your favorite, but I also think there's something more dangerous than a really good team, and that's a really hot team. I think Harmony is the hottest team in Texas, and I think they're making it to AT&T Stadium. Give me the Eagles. 7 o'clock Friday night at the Ford Center in Frisco. It is a 3A Division I state semifinal between the Brock Eagles and the Malakoff Tigers. And you know, for two teams that start finished the year rather, ranked in our top seven of 3A Division I, these teams have had a fair number of doubters, I think. You know, for Brock, they started the year 0-4, and, and I think there are a fair number of people, myself included, who thought that Whitesboro would get them the second time around. But no such luck for the Bearcats as Brock came out with a gritty, uh, real gutsy win over the Bearcats last week uh, and did so with Reed Watkins leading the way and their quarterback Tyler Moody and their defense coming up with some really key stops down the stretch. For Malakoff, I think that the doubters came from the fact that they would have to run to Grandview again. And Grandview's kind of been the team that's just had their number. But finally, Malakoff was able to get over that hump, get past the Zebras, and into a state semifinal. And they're looking very, very good running the ball with Jason Tennyson and Damian Jackson leading the way on the ground. Um, there is some history between these two teams. Uh, Brock and Malakoff met back in 2018 at this very building there at the Ford Center. And Malakoff upset Brock to make it to the state championship game. Can Brock return? the favor. I think right now you've got two teams whose defenses are playing the best they have all year long and that is why I think this is going to be a relatively low scoring game. But I think Brock is playing their best football at the moment offensively as well with Tyler Moody and Reed Watkins leading the way. I think the running game gets it done. I think they're able to grind it out and come up with big plays defensively. I think Brock heads back to AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Legacy Stadium in Katy. It is a 3A Division I state semifinal between the Edna Cowboys and the Franklin Lions, and well, you can't say Franklin doesn't have a knack for the dramatic. Last week in their war against Columbus, they come up with the game-winning touchdown run on fourth down from Bryson Washington with just 27 seconds remaining to extend their winning streak to 30 in a row. And it's not just they've won 30 in a row, they've been pretty dominant. That was just their third one-score victory in those 30 wins. So they have had a a way of running away from people. Uh, Jaden Jackson, the running back, alongside Bryson Washington and that defense. The speed for this team is really overwhelming. Going up against this Edna team that left no doubt last week against Lano, they were very clearly the better team. And Jaden Clay, their do-it-all quarterback, has been great. But the real star of this Edna team are the big boys up front. The offensive line, which has been massive and pushing people around, and the defensive line, led by Christopher Robinson, which was absolutely spectacular last week against Lano. In many respects, this is a classic Region 3 versus Region 4 game. Region 3 is the speed region. Region 4 is the muscle region. These are two, these two teams going at it. And so what happens when that comes about? I think if you are Edna, you want to grind it out, go on long scoring drives, and try to keep the ball away from Franklin. But I think in the end, the speed and the scheme are going to be a little bit of an advantage.
advantage here for this Franklin attack. I think they make it back to defend their crown at AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Friday night at the Star in Frisco. It is a 4A Division II state semifinal between the Carthage Bulldogs and the Glen Rose Tigers. Glen Rose, the champions of Region 1, and that offense is something else, buddy. 655 yards total offense last week in their romp over Monahans, and I love this quarterback, Hudson White. This kid's a baller out there in complete command of this offense. He can run it. He can throw it. He can do everything. They can run the ball as well with Brolio Silva, but make no mistake. This Tigers team goes as Hudson White goes, and lately he's been going good. Um, okay, so the Carthage machine is online, though, and, and things have been really good uh, for Carthage the last two weeks. Keep, think, think about this. They beat Gilmer and Pleasant Grove, who finished the year ranked number two and number seven in our rankings, respectively. They beat them each by 21 points. That is Dangerous, dangerous stuff. And yes, the offense is, is a lot of fun to watch with KD Matlock, their running back, uh, as well as their quarterback, Connor Cuff. But the real star of the show is the defense, led by Deontay Mary at the linebacker spot. I think that is what's going to be the difference in this ballgame. For Glenn Rose to pull the upset, I think their defense is going to have to play the game of their life, plain and simple, because I think that Carthage is not going to give up many points in this ballgame, even as good as that Glenn Rose offense is. Because I do think that Carthage has seen a team like Glenn Rose before. I'm not so sure. Glen Rose has seen a team like Carthage. So I like the Bulldogs to make it back to AT&T Stadium. 3 o'clock Friday afternoon at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. It's a 4A Division II state semifinal between the Wimberley Texans and the Cuero Gobblers. These two teams actually know each other really well. It's the eighth meeting in the playoffs between these two since 2004. You know, as I was writing the script for this video, uh, I, I actually was struck by the fact that we probably haven't given Wimberley enough credit this year. Remember, this is a program that lost their star quarterback to a transfer before the season started, and all they've done is rattle off an undefeated season and make it to the state, state semifinals, right? This team has been terrific. Running back Johnny Ball has been very strong, and this new quarterback, Cody Stover, has stepped up in a huge way there at the quarterback spot. Their defense, as it usually is under Doug Warren, has been very, very good of late. Cuero survived one of the wildest games of the year uh, last week against Silsby in a triple overtime thriller, leaning on the, the leadership of Tyson Williams, their running back, and their quarterback, Mason Nataro. That defense is going to have to be better this week if they're going to get past this Wimberley team. Uh, there's, there's kind of hard to split these two teams. There's a couple of advantages I give to Cuero, though. One, I'm not sure Wimberley has seen the type of speed that Cuero is going to bring to this game. That's one thing. The other thing is that I think on a fast track, that speed is going to be exacerbated. Being indoors is an advantage for Cuero in this game. The Wimberley defense is fully capable of taking over this game, but they've got to find matchups that they can exploit, and they're going to need a big game from the quarterback, Cody Stover. I think this game is going to be a lot of fun, and I think it's a one score game, but I think the Gobblers are headed for Arlington. Give me Cuero. Sun 3 p.m. Friday night at Vernon Newsom Stadium in Mansfield. It is a 4A Division I state semifinal between the Decatur Eagles and the China Spring Cougars. Uh, we talk all the time about teams that are playing their best football right now, peaking at the right time. I don't know if there's a program in the state that embodies that better than Decatur. It's a team that under first-year coach Steve Huff started 0-3, and I think some people maybe like me, was ready to throw dirt on them. But they've rattled off 11 straight, and a lot of the reason why is Nate Palmer, their running back, who has been just terrific during these playoffs. He has hit another gear here in the postseason. And when you add in quarterback Preston Escobar, they have been a hard combo to stop. Give a lot of credit to that defense as well, which was very good last week against Wichita Falls. China Springs survived the rough and tumble region too, and their offense with quarterback Cash McCollum kind of goes without saying. They've been excellent 
but I think the difference has been their defense, which has been so strong this year with Tristan Eckslein. Here's the matchup to watch, right? Decatur has to run the ball to win this game. I think if they are one-dimensional and they make Preston Escobar do too much, that is a huge advantage for China Springs. So I think China Springs is going to load the box with their defense and try to slow down this Decatur running game and make this Decatur offense much more one-dimensional. That is the real key in this one. Can Decatur run the ball with Nate Palmer? The other side of it, I do think, is where China Springs has an advantage. Their offense with their explosive playmakers, especially led by quarterback Cash McCollum, I think that is going to be the difference in what should be a nip-and-tuck affair I think this game is close. It's one of the hardest games to call, but I do think that China Spring heads back to AT&T Stadium to defend their crown. 7 o'clock Friday night at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. It's a 4 a Division I state semifinal between the Tyler Chapel Hill Bulldogs and the Bernie Greyhounds. And this, to me, is another real classic Region 3 versus Region 4 affair. You've got the faster team going up against the bigger team. That's not to say that the other teams don't have those things. Bernie's got plenty of speed, and uh, I think that Chapel Hill's a pretty physical team themselves, but that's where their advantages are going to lie. For Chapel Hill, I think they're the faster team in this game because I think they're the fastest team in 4A Division. One. I think the playmakers they've got have been absolutely unbelievable. Uh, quarterback Demetrius Brisbane is a burner, as well as their running back Ricky Stewart. And they're, they're just a whole track team back there. And their defense flies to the football as well. They are relatively young, and they can be prone to kind of brain farts and kind of putting the ball on the ground. They've got to be clean in this ball game against a Bernie team that is locked and loaded and ready for the state semifinal. Uh, Jackson Bays, their quarterback, has been terrific. TJ Dement, their running back is kind of hard charging running back and they are the bigger team. They're going to have this, the advantage as far as size is concerned in the trenches. So how do you split these two teams? I mean it's really this is the true coin flip game and you can go uh, one thing uh, for Chapel Hill is that this game is indoors. That is going to be an advantage for them on a fast track. But for Bernie this is a much shorter drive for them. They're going to be right down the road basically in San Antonio whereas Chapel Hill has to make a long drive. So I think this game is a coin flip. Plain and simple. This was one of the hardest games to call but in the end I look at the team with the explosive playmakers and the speed. Speed is I think going to be the difference maker in this one. That's where Chapel Hill has the advantage. I think they make one extra play and that puts them over the top. I think Chapel Hill is headed for the state championship game. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Crowley ISD Stadium in Fort Worth. It is a 5A Division II state semifinal between the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears and the Argyle Eagles. Remember at the beginning of the year when we wondered how Argyle was going to adjust to 5A? Just fine, thank you. Undefeated regional champions, and they are rolling. This is not a star-studded Argyle team, but they are so rock-solid everywhere, and especially up front defensively. Michael Madry and Riley Van Poppel have been terrific, and then they run the ball really well with Landon Ferris and R.J. Bunnell. They are a grinding, maybe even plodding team, but they grind you into dust, and they are so good in the trenches, and the defense comes up with big plays. South Oak Cliff is also a team that likes to outmuscle people. Their offensive line has been terrific. They are a star-studded team on the defensive side, especially with Malik Muhammad and Javon Thomas recently back from injury. But make no mistake, their offense has started to get it going because they've committed to the run. Danny Green has been very good running the ball for them, and that big offensive line has gone to work. What's so interesting about these games, this game rather, is that these are two teams that really want to outmuscle you, right? And they've been pretty good at outmuscling their opponent all year long. So what happens when they meet? That's going to be a fascinating, fascinating matchup. In the end, 
I give the advantage to South Oak Cliff. One, because they're defending state champion. And I think that the champion's advantage really does matter. And two, because I think they've got the more explosive playmakers that are able to break the big play and run away from this Argyle defense. I think this game is close and has an opportunity to be an instant classic. But I think the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears make it to the AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Friday night at Legacy Stadium in Katy. It is a 5A Division II state semifinal between the Port Natchez Groves Indians and the Liberty Hill Panthers. I've said this a couple times during the video, but uh, this is where I really mean it. This is the hardest semifinal to call for me uh, because it's it's such a, a strange matchup and such an interesting dynamic at play with a variety of different factors. Liberty Hill's offense has been on fire of late with Ben Carter and Reese Vickers leading the way of a 550-yard assault last week in their win over Corpus Christi Flower Bluff. And that was after a freak play where they lost their top two running backs on the same play. Yeah, it's wild, but the offense has been humming along, and Coach Kent Walker has got the slot tee absolutely at full speed. Portnich's Groves is the party crasher here. They were not supposed to be here. They avenged a 21-point loss to Fort Bend Marshall in district play by returning the favor with a 29-21 win in the playoffs. Quarterback Shea Adams was a star in that game, and their defense put the lid on what had been a high-powered Fort Bend Marshall attack. And so there's so many questions about this game heading into it. Can Portnich's Groves, with first-year coach Jeff Joseph, a defensive guru in his own mind, can they find a way to diagnose the slot team, right? That's one question. Will Liberty Hill's injuries hurt them in this game? Can Liberty Hill's defense make some plays? Because the last couple of weeks, they've kind of been lit up a little bit. There's so many things to, to factor in here, and that's what makes this the hardest game to call of the week. In the end, I think that Portnich's Groves' offense is going to be able to make some hay against this Liberty Hill defense, and that's going to be the difference. I think it's actually a high-scoring shootout, but I think Portnich's Groves makes an unlikely trip to AT&T Stadium. 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon at Kincaid Stadium in Dallas. It's a 5A Division I state semifinal between the Alito Bearcats and the Longview Lobos, and yeah. This is pretty heavy stuff here, which is what you come to expect from a state semifinal. Alito looking for their record 11th state championship. They romped through Region 1, have looked spectacular last week against Burleson Centennial. Ran out to a 21-0 lead. Let Centennial come back and tie it before rattling off the final 21. And quarterback House Haney, this kid... Special, special, special. Uh, he's really grown into the role. We had some questions about where they're going to get their playmakers from. They found him in House Haney, and whenever they need a big play, he just takes off and runs with it, and he's borderline unstoppable. Longview got dragged into a street fight last week against Mansfield Timberview and came out on top. Uh, the big hog mollies up front got the job done. Running back Taylor Tatum is the straw that stirs the drink. He really is for this team. And when you add in they've got a big-time playmaker on the outside in Jalen Hale, they are a dangerous offense to stop and their defense has been very good. Now, Longview, the past couple of weeks, have started slow. They cannot do that this week against Alito because Alito will pounce on them and make them pay for any mistakes that they make. But I think that Longview has the edge here because of the individual playmakers they've got on the outside and their ability to match up up front against Alito, which I don't think many teams can do. That's the path to beating Alito. you got to match up up front and then hit a couple of big plays on the outside. I think Longview can do this in a very close game 
but I think that the Lobos make it to AT&T Stadium. Five o'clock Saturday evening at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. It is a 5A Division I state semifinal between the Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles and the College Station Cougars. And it's a matchup of two teams I think keep defying expectations will now match up for a spot at AT&T Stadium. You know, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial I think was overshadowed in Region 4 for a lot of the year. A part of it is because you have these two teams from the Rio Grande Valley and what a great story they were with PSJ North and Edinburgh Vela. Another part of it is Corpus Christi Miller, uh, their district bunkmate, is more flashy right? They've got more big-time playmakers. Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial is not flashy, they, but they are a bunch of winners, plain and simple. They find a way. Uh, Luke Jackson leads a defense that has been very strong for them all year long. Quarterback Elijah Durrett has been great, and they run the ball very well with guys like Jaden Castaneda. College Station, it's important to remember, let's not do any revisionist history here. They were left for dead in week one. Plain and simple. They lose Marquise Collins, their running back, right for the year. Uh, they, of course, have a new coach in Sony Pryor taking over, and they lose their week one matchup with Lovejoy. And I think a lot of us are like, all right, well, that's it. Done and dusted uh, for College Station. But they are back at uh, a state semifinal, thanks in large part to the guys who have stepped up in their in their stead. Arrington Maiden, their quarterback, has been very strong. This new running back, Aiden Martinez-Brown, has picked up the load in a big, big way, and their defense stands on its head. What they did last week against Smithson Valley, seven stops inside the five-yard line to win the game. Are you kidding me? That is spectacular in a lot of ways. Now, for Corpus Christi vets, I think that they want to turn this into a street fight. I think a low score slugfest is going to be the way that they can win this game. Lean on that defense because I'm not sure they've seen, at least since they played Miller, they have not seen a team with the kind of athletes that they have up against them on the other side of the field. So I think this game is going to be very interesting. A lot of this also comes down to the fourth quarter. Uh, does Who has more left in the tank? These guys have gone through some wars to get here. Who has more in the tank in the fourth quarter? I lean towards College Station because I think they have a couple of more individual playmakers that are going to be able to break out some big plays. I think College Station gets the win in a close one. Give me the Cougars. 2 o'clock Saturday at the Ford Center in Frisco. It's a 6A Division II state semifinal between the DeSoto Eagles and the Denton Geyer Wildcats. And yeah, if you're looking for star power, do I have the game for you? Goodness gracious. The number of playmakers that are going to be on the field at the Star in Frisco on Saturday is shocking. Really and truly. Jackson Arnold, Jontae Cook, Trey Weisner, Peyton Bowen, Tiger Ryden, Landon Sides. It goes on and on and on. Unbelievable the playmakers that are going to be on the field. And that is, by the way, just like a short list of the stars in this game. These two offenses are hitting on all cylinders right now. Two teams that combined for a combined nearly 1,200 yards of total offense last week. DeSoto in their win over Killeen Harker Heights. Geyer in their win over South Lake. Carroll, uh, this game is going to be a lot of fun. I think there's going to be points to be had. The key matchup for me in this game is going to be the Denton Geyer offense on third down, specifically when they give the ball to Jackson Arnold to take off and run. That has been a pretty much an unstoppable play for Geyer this year. That whenever they need big plays and in critical situations, they turn to Arnold on the ground. It's going to be up to Brandon Booker and this DeSoto linebacker core to snuff that out. I think this game is going to be fun. I think it's going to be back and forth. I think this game is going to be worth the price of admission. I think Geyer's defense is the difference. They have a knack for the big play and they have the single individual best defensive playmaker on the field in Peyton Bowen. I think that's the difference. I think the wild 
Wildcats head back to AT&T Stadium. 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. It's a 6A Division II state semifinal between the KD Tigers and the Austin Vandegrift Vipers. It's Houston versus Austin in a matchup of two teams that really pride themselves on defense. Now last week, KD's defense got touched up. Uh, to the tune of 477 yards passing uh, against Houston C.E. King, and that has got to be concerning. Of course, it didn't matter because Seth Davis, their running back, went nuts with six touchdown runs. He and Dallas Glass, I think, are the most dangerous backfield running back duo in the state, and they are the get-out-of-jail-free card. When you need a play, you turn to one of those two guys, and they take off with it. Vandegrift uh, avenged their only loss of the year uh, when they were able to hold on against Dripping Springs last week, and if there are plays to be made against the Katy secondary, this is a offense that can take advantage of it. Braden Buchanan, their quarterback, and wide receiver Miles Coleman, can they exploit that defense? Uh, furthermore, can this Vandegrift front hold up against this offensive line for Katy and the running game that they are going to employ? Uh, in the end. I don't think Katie's going to put together two lackluster defensive performances in a row, plain and simple. I expect a bounce back game from the Tigers. I think the running game gets going. I think they're able to hit a couple big plays, come up with a couple of turnovers to hold off a feisty Viper squad. I think Katie is headed for Arlington. 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon at Ford Stadium in Dallas. It is a 6A Division I state semifinal between the Duncanville Panthers and the Prosper Eagles. If there's such a thing as an under-the-radar 6A state semifinalist, Prosper is it. Like, that's, that's the team. Uh, what they did last week against Louisville defensively was really impressive. Coach Brandon Schmidt is a defensive guru, and it showed last week, able to hold down an explosive Louisville attack. And then they got their quarterback, Harrison Rosar, going and got a couple of big plays from him to pull away with a win. Duncanville had some trouble last week against Spring Westfield, got into a bit of a dogfight, but they turned to Caden Durham, their running back, and he was a star running for four touchdowns. Uh, can that offense kind of get its, get its gears going? I think this whole game comes down to one matchup, and that is the Prosper offensive line against the Duncanville defensive front. Can Prosper give Harrison Rosar time to throw? Can they get anything going on the ground? They need to be balanced because one-dimensional teams are not going to beat this defense led by Colin Simmons uh, and Duncanville. And in the end, I think that the running game for Duncanville is going to be the difference. I think they're going to be able to make a couple of big plays, break a couple of big runs, and pull away with a win. I think this game is close into the fourth quarter, but I think Duncanville is headed for the state championship game. And 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon at Rice Stadium in Houston. It's a 6A Division I state semifinal between the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs and the Austin Westlake Chaparrales. It's a matchup with the defending state champs in 6A. It is a title unification bout, if you will. It is the main event. Make no mistake, this is the biggest game of state semifinal weekend. So my son Hank turned four on Saturday. Happy birthday, Hank. And I realized that in his life, Westlake is 60 and 2. 60 wins and two losses. Remarkable consistency from what is now uh, has to be considered the flagship program of Texas high school football at the moment, the winners of three consecutive state championships. Now, there are some concerns on the offensive side right now. Coach Tony Salazar has played a little bit of musical quarterbacks, turned to Brett Skinner last week in their win over San Antonio Brennan. Jaden Greathouse, their star wide receiver, did not play with an apparent hamstring issue. We will see what happens this week. Of course, they were able to run the ball with Jack Kaiser, and there is no doubt that their defense is elite. Absolutely elite led by defensive end Colton Vasek. 
For Galena Park North Shore to be here with their backup quarterback is pretty remarkable, plain and simple. And what do you say about Coach John Kay and his staff at this point? Uh, now, it helps that their backup quarterback is David Amador. Touchdown Dave has been unbelievable back there. And I do think they've figured out exactly how to uh, kind of shape the offense with him back there at the quarterback spot. Of course, it helps to have guys uh, like DeAndre Hardeman back there, Rashad Johnson. They're able to run the ball exceptionally well with that big offensive line. And their defense, led with Javen Anderson, has been excellent as well. So what do you do with this game? I mean, this is a classic pick'em game, plain and simple. We're finally going to get an answer of what happens when the Westlake fronts meet the North Shore fronts, which have both been so dominant, because that is the real, for all the playmakers we talk about, the real strengths of these teams are in the trenches, both on the offensive line and the defensive line. The reason I'm going with Westlake is because I think that the defense is going to be able to key on what is still a relatively limited North Shore offense. They run the ball really well, but can they throw the ball when it matters? I think a one-dimensional team against Westlake's defense is going to be problematic. That's why I think Westlake extends their winning streak to 55, and I think they head back to AT&T Stadium. And those are the picks. That's it. I picked all 20 Texas high school football state semifinals this week. So now you can let me know what am I wrong about. Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com where you can find complete coverage of the 2022 Texas high school football playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the state semifinals of the Texas high school football playoffs. We'll see you. So there it is. A brief overview of the state semifinals this weekend. In you could have went in depth, you know. Like I guess I could have. I could have been a little bit more comprehensive. Yeah, I felt like you left a lot still sitting there. A lot of meat you know? on that bone. Yeah, a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. We like leftovers. Yeah, that's in this always <laughs> that's always like a I, okay. So last year, like I was scripting this out, mm -hmm. and I was thinking, I was like, man, like how did I do this last year? And then I remembered, I was like, I didn't. <laughs> Cause I, was, I did. Because I was gone with Max. Because Max had been born. And I was like, what? Like, why? And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'll and tell so, you. So I'd forgotten how to. And then, so I have not done. Think about it. Because 2020, the semifinals were broken up. Mm -hmm. So I have not done a full semifinal picks video in three years. Mm -hmm. And I was scripting that thing out. And I'm like, that is a lift. Well, well I'm, I'm, don't feel sorry for me. My job rules. Yeah. But like that was that was just like scripting that out and breaking it down and going through and then recording it. It was like, okay, that makes the weekly picks video look like a mm -hmm. like a dream. Well, and that was the thing is that I'm I am the only other person other than you to ever do a picks video because mm -hmm. like when you had Hank, mm -hmm. Max and them just said eh, we're not going to do, no, do it, and I was like. No, I can do this. So that was my first and only ever picks video. That's all I like associate with the picks video, which was a hell of a pool to jump into. <laughs> yeah, it uh, is. So yeah. Yeah, it is. Anyway, there it is. The picks. That's on YouTube as well. So uh, if you missed anything or you want to scroll back and and uh, see my picks again, you can see it there on YouTube. I can't recommend watching that twice though. Although, please do. It makes our YouTube numbers go up. That would be great. That's true. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle. They call her Schlee for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, wherever you are watching this programming, come back at 2. That's in an hour and nine minutes. An hour and nine minutes because we have our final episode of Women Talking Football in the 
inaugural year, I guess, of women talking. In the football. year of our Lord, 2020. <laughs> in our first ever season. Um, and we are doing a massive state semifinal preview, a lot like the mm-hmm. picks video, but we've got a ton of stuff. We are also going to go back to all of our regional picks mm. and be, we're calling it the humbling, uh, just be <laughs> completely transparent okay. about what we got wrong. So we talked about this briefly on Tep and Step, mm-hmm. and it is a perfect example of especially with Mallory now none of us did poorly Mm-mm. all of us I think Mallory got like 24 out of the 40 right Mallory did better than I did did she yeah she got 25 I got 24 <laughs> 25 24 and then like Step and I had like 26 yeah it was like so that's that's the margin here it's like one or two mm-hmm. and of our regional picks and if you go back especially look at you and Mallory you you're both dreamers uh-huh you're both dreamers, and yeah. Step and I are like we play the hits. <laughs> like we like we go out on like one or two limbs, and you guys are like, what if we did that? I believe in that team. Like you, you had some teams that you were like dreaming on, and that has been snuffed out of me yeah. for years. No, and that was the fun thing to see how many to see how many both of us went. You know what? We're gonna because we didn't want all the graphics to look the same. So it's like you know what. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna throw that one too. out there. That oh, there's certain. Like... I mean, well, and especially there's a certain element of like, I'll give you a perfect example, because mm-hmm. um, I put together the the graphics. Four mm-hmm. A Division Two Region Three, okay. Four all four of y'all took Silsby and I took Quero. Mm-hmm. That's not doesn't make me some sort of football genius. No. One of the reasons I took Quero, like the tiebreaker for me, because I thought that was a coin flip type mm-hmm. matchup. And by the way, triple overtime, two point game, yeah. like it was. One of the reasons was, like, I am very aware of the idea that people have a hard time separating unanimity for confidence. Mm-hmm. That, like, for example, all of us picked Gunner to win the 3A Division Two state championship. Mm-hmm. All of us. That makes me nervous because we're not certain they're going to do it. No. But it makes it seem like, oh, we're certain they're going to win. Like, yeah, no, like, I think no. I think the game against Canadians is a one-score game. I picked Gunner, as you just saw, but, yeah. like, that's a one-score game. Mm-hmm. That is – so that's an example of, like, oh, no, I'm, I'm willing to – in a coin flip type scenario, I'm willing to zig when they zag just to reflect the fact that this is close. close Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, and here's the other thing. We also went through – and we'll do this in WTF, but just talking about it with you is we also went through and counted out of the number of – picks that were wrong they did not win the regional final we counted how many of the teams that we picked made it into the regional final and if if you yeah if you want to say okay hey we pick them to make the regional final then we're i mean we're batting almost in the high 80s upper 90s on the percentage scale yeah and then Um, it gets just real tough games to call yeah and then at that point it's like Okay, yeah, we were wrong, and we picked well, and, the loser well, and then of four playoff But games, then there's also know? teams that none of us had. None of us had New Home. No. None of us had um, Harmony. Harmony. <sighs> trying to think. I don't think any of us had Corpus Christi Vets. No. We had Miller, PSJ North, the, and Vela. Yeah. But and nobody were. had Corpus Christi Vets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other regional champions that nobody had. Anyway, Burton. all that's... Someone had Burton. Step had Burton. Step had Burton. Step had Burton. Because yeah. he let me know about it. Anyway, <laughs> starting clock, starting at six o'clock tonight uh, on NFHS Network. You can watch uh, in Texan Live. You can watch all twenty-eight state semifinals. We will be locked in starting tonight. Um, and but yeah, WTF yeah. at two. WTF Come at two. Come party with us one last time. Go we're, watch. We're very excited. Go watch uh, women talking football.
That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Ben Bittner, the head coach of the Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles, for being our guest for Ashley Pickle. Greg Tupper, Vince Young. Please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Helpful Honda Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today.